Welcome to Managing Marketing, and today I'm sitting down with Tristan Olzinga, who is the co-founder and chief vision officer of Advi. Welcome, Tristan. Thank you. It's great to be here. Hey, um, chief vision officer. I love the title. Yeah, yeah. It's, Does um, that mean you've got 2020 vision for the future? Uh, yeah, no, I wish. Um, it's 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 more because I'm the big ideas guy. You know, um, I guess the uh, the aha moment to start Advi was mine. Um, I'm always thinking the big picture kind of thing but it's uh yeah get me to do the detail and execute something it's uh it's what we got uh chris my co-founder and ceo to do <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um uh, what's the e-myth the book the e-myth says that all businesses need three types of thinking you need the entrepreneur you need the manager and then you need the technician so yep. you're obviously the entrepreneur then the big thinker the the, the driver of the idea, yeah, and Chris is your manage, you know, manager, and uh, well, yeah, he, he's definitely he makes very, things happen. He's very entrepreneurial as well. We're kind of we're yin and yang, you know, because it's like, yeah, I'm the bad guy with a bit of good. He's the good guy with a bit of bad. That's kind of how we, how we work it out. That's yeah. a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, th- this is quite a uh, quite an interesting area that you've got into with Advi. Mm. You know, it's a startup, I guess. You, yeah, definitely, you, still startup. Absolutely, yeah. You're in startup mode, but you're basically setting out to uh, revolutionise the productivity of, well, firstly, media agencies. Yeah, well, that, that's right. You know, it's um, both Chris and I come from the media industry. You know, we, yeah. we've uh, been ten years in media and, and know uh, all in and out its uh, strengths and its foibles. Um, and we just knew, you know, three, you know, three and a half years ago when we started Abby, there was, there's got to be a better way to do this. You know, we were cutting and pasting spreadsheets, rekeying data into systems, um, and there was just no no sort of streamlined way. And I just knew with technology and everything that was happening, um, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. So we naively went uh, and started a company and thought we could easily do this, but it's uh, look, it's been, it's been a wild ride and we're, we're get starting to get some really good traction. One of the problems I've found, especially in agency world, is that embracing change for an industry that's all about creativity and innovation, embracing change is really difficult for agencies, isn't it? Yes, it, it sure is. You know, like the the biggest change came from when they went from fax machines to on-premise software, um, and suddenly they've got you know software to do parts of their business. Um, and then you know, programmatic has obviously been you know the biggest um, the biggest change in the last five so five five to three years. Um, but now it's like the the biggest thing that's needed is the integration of systems and then bringing everything together. Mm. Um, and, and that is from, you know, that's from the publishers to the agencies and then to the brands. Um, you know, it, we can't underestimate the challenge of trying to have a single view of, of an audience across multiple media types when the, the process of actually placing a spot is still so very manual in in mm. some um, in some publishers, um, and then booking that spot within an agency is still keying something in, and then the brands are getting a spreadsheet that's not live, and, and potentially maybe some you know uh, a dashboarding of their digital, but it's still very it's 
all over the place. So it's, well, yeah, when you consider right, media's paid media is supposedly worth about sixteen billion dollars in Australia, and yeah. uh, globally it hits the trillions. Mm. Um, you'd think that uh, the way of placing media would be keeping pace with technology, wouldn't you? Or well, at least managing the process. Well, so the, the, this is the interesting thing. So the technology is there to have a fully automated media buying ecosystem right. where, you know, Google brought out an automated way to buy TV five or six years ago. Um, and um, the networks were like, we don't need to do that. We sell an upfront and, you know, all our inventory is taken care of. Thank you very much, Google. Um, another big software provider, um, I can't remember who it was, but one of the big ones also have attempted to have this sort of a single platform to rule them all. Mm. You know, the, the tech is there. Mm. Um, but it is a people problem, mm. um, and it's um, you know, and, and, and but then again, also the industry needs sales reps. I think you know, if no one would buy any sort of car if there wasn't someone to sell you one, mm. um, uh, that, that that's also the the challenge. Yeah. Well, because it's very people focused and it's yeah. very relationship based. I mean, you mentioned sales reps. You know, sales reps are not necessarily there to sell things. They're there to make people feel more comfortable about the decisions that yeah, they make, the purchases it. that they make, don't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're more relationship managers that's than right. they are salespeople. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're going into media agencies, really building those relationships and, and you know getting their fair or better than their fair share of the media budget, yeah. the client's media budget. Exactly, yeah. But do you think because it's very people manual focused, you know, one of the things that you see in agent, media agencies especially is that over time they're flattened. You know, instead of having five, six, seven layers, often they're down to three or four mm -hmm. and you get this huge wide band of juniors mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and you were that once. You know, come into the media industry. <laughs> yeah, you know, wet behind the yeah, ears, yeah. straight out of university or out, you know, out, yeah, out of out of some role, and and you're suddenly there, basically doing quite manual tasks. That's right. Exactly. Putting reports together. Yeah, you know. re-keying data between spreadsheets. You know, the strategy piece, which I loved about media, and it's kind of why I got into it. You know, is it's it's so small in terms of the gross manual hours which are, are done um, um, to produce a piece of work when really you know and I, and I think that's why we're seeing it like in a homogenization of ideas I think that um, because there's just not enough time to spend in, in doing really good strategy work because it it's where all the the hour the headcount is is in yeah the grinding of the gears and I'm wondering if some of that is not because, you know, when people move from commissions to getting paid for head hours and retainers, that it was like, how many people can we load onto this uh, client yeah. to justify our fee? That's right, yeah. It's, it's almost like that. Well, doesn't that work against the whole idea of improving productivity? Yeah, because if you've got a technology platform yep. that reduces people cutting and, and clients are paying for someone to cut and paste or rekey data. That's right. Yeah, they are. You know, it's uh, we we came into um, building our our platform uh, naively without realizing the the big change of how media agencies are getting remunerated. We thought, oh, it's still all commission based, and you know, an efficiency is what they're going to want because if you reduce the you know the the time it takes to do things, then their margin is going to go up. Um, but it, it's now a question of well, your clients want a, a better operating media agency and it's a very delicate conversation because it's like you can improve your margins with fewer people 
Mm. Um, if you have a, a, a better conversation with your client and the client can see, well, if you can use technology to run a much more smooth process, yes, you're going to have less people to do so. But maybe we can, because you're going to have, uh, your ideas are going to be better, um, we can improve the margin on each staff member. Mm. Or in, in, and look, you're absolutely right because, you know, when we've seen programmatic come into a media agency or even you know, outsourced within the holding group or yeah. whatever, um, the, the remuneration model is almost rarely, if ever, and Accenture's the only recent uh, anomaly to this, but it's rarely, if ever, based on head hours. You know, it's gone back to a traditional commission model for programmatic. If it's a disclosed mm. remuneration, they'll say, well, we're adding 20% or 30%, but it's completely disclosed. If it's non-disclosed, then you'll never know because sure. it's non-disclosed. But it's not doing it on an hourly basis because the technology itself, yeah. once, you, once the person's put the algorithm in or developed the yeah. algorithm right for the client, it does it itself, doesn't yeah, it? that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and I wonder, you know, there's, there is work being done. It's like, could you have an AI-driven agency where all the manual process is done and you've just got a handful of really strategic thinkers, you know, and who knows what the future's going to come. But that, well, you know that happened. Really? That happened yeah. out of Denmark. It's a, a startup called Blackwood 7, okay. which put a AI with a programmatic trading desk. And it struggled to get the sort of bandwidth uh -huh. with clients because I don't think they quite get how that can work for you. Yeah, right. It also requires, obviously the media to be programmatically yeah. traded and there's still lots of, you know beyond uh display and social there's a lot of media options that you can't programmatically yeah. trade That's but right. you know until that happens you know the day when every all inventory is available programmatically then that will probably be the day that yeah. works yeah you know and it's it, as i said before like the technology is is there to do it like it's 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 not complicated if if you could start a whole media industry again from scratch yeah. and have it all plugged in together. It's the it's not a tech problem, as you know. It definitely is a it's it is, it's a desire problem, I think, yeah, to get there. But um, yeah, it's interesting because I wonder if clients actually understand that the remuneration models that they've chosen works against improving productivity. Because in a way, if I'm paying on head hours, the more people working on my business, the more I pay. That's right, yeah. But they, they're they thinking that, that, well, that's the way it has to be done because that's the way it's always been done. Yeah. Is that stopping agencies wanting to become more productive? Oh, I, look, I definitely think it is, it's, a, it's a barrier. Um, and, you know, we've got our strategies on how to um, overcome and prove through some data that, you know, you can be more efficient and more profitable. Um, but, yeah, it is probably the single biggest barrier because it's like they see less headcount, less revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the things that we're seeing also is where agencies are coming to clients with platforms that save them money. Uh, the first thing that happens is their own fees get undermined. 
Well, I mean, like, I've never been on the negotiating table like you have, like, with that sort of thing. So is that how it happens? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, an agency goes, well, we've got this new uh, technology platform. You know, they're yeah. even completely transparent in disclosing the cost of having that platform, yeah. you know, whether it's SaaS and, you know, the cost per seat or, you know, they've developed it themselves and the, um, the, the development cost. And then uh, they say to the client, and it saves us this amount. And the procurement team go, oh, good. So we can reduce your cost by that amount. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's because it's such a cost-focused mm. transaction. And yet media of all areas of advertising is not about cost. It's about investment and return yeah. on that investment. Yeah, exactly. If you could find a better way. Um, do you find, apart from making the process more productive, more efficient, does it also impact on an agency's ability to be, you know, faster to market or uh, more accurate or make less mistakes? Well, it's, it's definitely, you know, it will reduce errors because the whole idea is to, um, for when a, a client submits a brief, you know, uh, the, the budget is being tracked against everything in, in, in real time as you're planning and you're putting budget in different spaces. Um, so the error rate will definitely be reduced. Um, you know, it, it, it will make it, as you, to your point before, that our platform is getting used by some agencies in their new business pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've helped. As an advantage. As an advantage, yeah. yeah you know, and, and we've helped um, win clients on, on the back of that. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, because uh, certainly um, it was very public and controversial when the, uh, you know, Mediacom had that problem about three years ago with reports you know, perhaps not being as accurate. You know, I could yep. imagine they'd be uh, uh, a big uh, champions of this. Well, you know what? It's uh, Mediacom has seriously turned themselves around. Is it? Like I think they've won well, Media Agency of the Year mm-hmm. um, this year, um, and you know they were actually um, our foundation client. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we um, we sort of pitched a prototype to all the holding groups, and it was Mediacom that said, "Well." Um, you know, and we, we promise we'll, we'll fund the R&D. You know, we had, we've got some investment, um, but we need access to your systems, processes, tools, people, and we reckon we can build a workflow platform to, to, to streamline and make the whole process um, better. And, um, yeah, so they came on board as our, as our foundation client through that whole process and um, absolute champions uh, in the industry for doing so, I think. so. Yeah. Does Advi set up a framework then to get a more consistent approach or methodology yeah, well, so like, an agency. because it's it's not just documenting uh, uh, their workflow because we you can you can build any sort of software against a way anyone does anything, but mm-hmm. is that the right way to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so we we definitely start we we document and go in so much granular detail, and it's not me that does it; it's because uh, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're the big picture, the big idea yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, it's our head of product and business analyst, Alan Arcilla. Um, he he runs and gets you know down to the task and even subtask level how agencies are doing it. You know, and we produce uh, uh, through this process, sometimes for the first time, um, an actual roadmap and, and sort of workflow of how an agency is working. And it's like, it's all over the place in terms of the lines and tasks and dependencies and what happens. And so then we try to well, look at that and it's like, well, you know, using that technology, we can eliminate this task, we can pull that task out, we can make it a lot more streamlined. Mm. Yeah. Because um, we do a lot of benchmarking around uh, resources required, especially uh, both media and creative agencies. Mm. 
based on the inputs and outputs of both of them. And one of the things that a lot of agencies have said is the amount of reporting has become huge. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, considering the amount of investment by channel and even the complexity of those investments, the clients today are, are demanding a huge amount of reporting at the back end. And, yeah. and I'd imagine that a, a traditional methodology would make that very labour-intensive. Uh, does Advi help people with this? Yeah, well, you know, we um, we aggregate a lot of data. We're actually creating a lot of new data, which is, which is just not possible to track before like you know the time it takes to actually complete the task mm. um you know we're, we're tracking that in terms of an hourly or in time you know what what's coming is we're looking at using um uh, ai ourselves to like well we can plug into all the tasks that people are doing as well as everything else they're doing in their office 365 environment and uh using um some tech to actually then create automated timesheets. So from a client's point of view, um, they'll be actually at a little, much more um, sort of transparent. That's, that's kind of digressing from the question. When it comes to reporting, um, you know, the, the, the challenge is, is that where, where the data is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... And it, also the format of the report and what sort yeah. of analysis is needed yeah. and insights. Exactly. And you know, and when we've got some standardized reporting we do, like the the creation of, um, you know, the master client plan. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to recreate that all the time. You know, it's a live sort of living um, look at uh, all the campaigns that a client, that an agency is running for their client. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a data problem. I mean, I think if the agencies would even, like there's a lot of visualization tools and dashboarding mm-hmm. tools, but they're only as good as where the data is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not at all a software guy at heart. You know, I'm a media man, but I now know like, you got to get your data structured, and and there is a there would be a way to do it to eliminate, um, you know, a lot of the manual grunt work to do so. Well, that is yeah. an issue because agencies draw data from lots of different sources. You know, yeah. unless they have a specific DMP to manage yeah. all that, but a lot of it is you know they're getting pulling third party data from publishers. Yeah. They're subscribing to data. You know, being able to pull all of those together um, it requires a DMP. But then it's also then being able to structure it so that you can pull it out That's as right. reports. Yeah. I wonder sometimes whether these reports are a bit uh, ego driven. You know, it's like, well, look at all these reports I <laughs> yeah. got from my agency. Wow, yeah. I'm I'm getting good uh, value for money. Yeah. You know, a kilo of reports <laughs> only cost me a couple of grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wonder how many people actually read them. Well, and then it's like, is it getting put to use? Yeah. You know what? You know, it's one thing having um, data visualized, but then it's the next step is actually taking those insights and doing something with it. You know, we um, we had a project years ago, be over ten years ago. This uh, uh, data analytics and insights team just kept growing and growing and growing, and the. Uh, the CMO called us in and he said, I don't know what's going on, but they're producing all these reports, you know, and they keep needing more and more people. This wasn't, this was in the client, not the agency. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I asked the head of the, the data analytics and insights for a list of reports. There was over 400 reports a month wow. being produced by this team. And uh, the CMO said, what should I do? And I said, turn them off for a month. Don't produce anything for a month. Apart from there was about a dozen essential reports for the board and mm. things. And uh, they did that. How many out of the 400 do you think people actually inquired about why they didn't get their monthly report? Less than 10. Wow. 
So people, this team was producing reports and sending them out all over the business, but no one had the time to look at them. <laughs> and so, you know, it was almost like the work had perpetuated itself. Yeah. Because, oh, well, I, you know, would you like one of these reports? That'd be great. Oh, well, we've got to produce that report. Yeah. I wonder sometimes if the, we've lost sight of the fact that the report themselves has no value whatsoever unless you can improve or yeah. track or measure... You know, it's like dashboards, the number of times. You know, c- could Advi actually produce a dashboard for the agency and the client to see how productive they are? You know what? We've, uh, we're actually looking at this, funnily enough. Um, by you, you set a baseline uh, yep. of, of what you think is an optimal uh, workload and how long things should take. And then we can track how long things actually take. And then you can sort of create a dashboard and a report to actually see um, so how efficient against the, the, the yeah, your productivity order. efficiency yeah 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 because you know if, if there's uh, problems yeah you know, this is uh, one of the issues that we deal with all the time is uh, you know clients going I think the agency is too expensive but often the agency is expensive because the client's process is being compensated by the agency making up for the deficiencies yeah. in the client's process yeah you know, so being able to play that back to them, I'm, I'm not. It would be good for the agencies. <laughs> I'm not so sure it's good for the clients. Yeah. One of the other issues that we find, and and I'd be interested to know how you're addressing this, is the fact that so much of business focuses on the financial reporting, mm-hmm. and not the actual work itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, you know, the agency finance system is. Uh, you know, it, it is. I've got, to, I've got to be careful here <laughs> because you're right. You know, having all the information in the finance system um, has been really that was the biggest innovation when, when uh, shall not be named finance system came to market. Um, but the there's no insights you can get from how much money you've spent on TV. Mm. You know, um, how, what was the effort required to get that um, happening? is kind of what we can we can bring you now. Um. So we, we have the same problem with clients' financial systems. Right, okay. So we'll go in and the client might say, oh, we've got 40, 50 agencies. And we'll say, well, give us your ledger output for every expenditure against a marketing cost center. Mm-hmm. Now, in one case, we got over 20,000 lines of expenditure, which we then consolidated manually in a pivot table and found out that they had you know, almost a 1,000 suppliers mm. in marketing. But it, didn't t- it told us who and it told us how much was spent in an annual period. Yeah. But there was nowhere, even going back to purchase orders, there was nowhere that captured what was actually bought for that amount of money. So they could tell you for supplier A, we spent $66,279.15. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go back to the purchase order and it would say, purchase order for project and that amount. But what was it? Mm. What was actually purchased? It'd be like, imagine getting your credit card statement and it didn't have like even it just had who where you chop like David Jones, yeah, but yeah, you had yeah. no receipt to say what yeah, was yeah. actually purchased. Well, that's actually it's kind of it is your credit card statement because that is it's just showing where you 
where what, you spend the where money. Where you spend the money, but not what you've bought. But it's yeah. the receipt that actually tells you That's what right. you bought. Yeah. And then they want to know about value. Yeah, yeah. It must be the same for the agency financial systems because they don't tell the agency what value they're creating, yeah. just how much they got paid That's and right. how, what the cost of doing that job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so, you know... Do you capture tasks? Like actual pieces of output? That's right, yeah. It's break it down by campaign and then by stage, then by task. And so all that data we're creating, you know, against a a client's um, activity. You know, it would... We're kind of... The finance system will tell you what you've bought. We're giving you visibility on what you're planning to buy. And then when you match the two together... Um, you know, and this is only in its infancy of the way we can do that. Um, I think that's when we're going to start seeing some really um, interesting insights. And then also to be able to get and give an agency a lot more insights into their suppliers um, mm. as well. Yeah. Um, well, suppliers is interesting because uh, I love the fact that, what do they call it, media non-bills, you know, where uh, the uh, agency bought the... Um, media mm. on behalf of the client, but for some reason the media owner forgot to invoice it. Yeah, yeah. So we, we like on, when I first heard we, that, and it was a few years ago, but I went, "How could that? Who runs a business where they yeah. forget to bill? You know, for the, the inventory that they've sold." I've heard all sorts of stories. There's a there's a seven year sort of line on a balance sheet in the agencies where it just builds up, and then it's seven years later, and you don't need to report on it anymore. So it's it's theirs, you know. Um, we don't, you know, we, we don't touch the, the final transaction because it is done by the finance system. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but it, it does blow my mind that the, su- the suppliers are under invoicing. Um, I, I don't even know. Uh, we, we had a situation where it's over a million dollars in a year. Wow. Yeah. And, and the big problem for agencies, you know, everyone goes, well, you know, I'll just put that over here in the trust yeah. fund. But, you know, uh, for those that are owned by a US entity... SOX compliance means you have to actually declare that. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't appear as an asset. It appears as a liability because you're holding it in trust mm-hmm. in case one day the media owner actually turns around and goes, oh, yeah. there's about a million dollars <laughs> worth right. of media I forgot to bill you for. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it probably comes down to the, the sales reps not putting in their bookings or something, but, you know, it's getting confirmed on the agency side, but then the, the rep doesn't do their process, I, I don't know. It's, it's got to be human error, surely. Like Yeah, and, and it's also reliance, yeah. and you mentioned it earlier, which is the whole industry yeah. has been avoiding automating or using technology to streamline the whole yeah. process. Yeah. I mean, the fact that bookings have to go back even within the media owner and actually be manually entered. Yeah. And then when the ad actually runs, someone has to check that it ran. Yeah, and then you've got to have so a third party be... to, to prove that, it, that, 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 that the check is correct. Yeah. And then you can bill it. <laughs> That's right. Somewhere in that system, it yeah. keeps breaking down. And, you know, and I've been told that some particular media channels or types and some media owners are much worse than others. Yeah. You know, and it's um, we have a joke that... You know, and especially I don't come from a tech background. That for any problem, you just throw some AI. I'll throw some blockchain at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like blockchain will cure yeah. everything. Apparently, you know, look, the the theory is sound. You know, yeah. you have a piece of inventory that all parties can see, and you know when someone's bought it and when it's been sold, and the ledgers are automatically or or all updated. Mm. Um, will we ever get there? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, lots of promise. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 
Um, one of the other areas that I can imagine this uh, increases is collaboration. Mm-hmm. Collaboration potentially with media owners and sales yep. teams, the media agency themselves, and also clients. Because if you're mapping that, is that true? Is it actually improving collaboration between all of those stakeholders? Yeah, well, um, definitely with the, the internally, um, you know, because we're, we're built on some Microsoft technology and integrate with everything that Microsoft's doing. And so um, Microsoft have uh, their Slack competitor called Teams, which a lot of the agencies mm-hmm. are rolling out. Um, and so then the discussions and the collaboration around a campaign record um, is then all tracked and, and you don't have to, you know, we're trying to eliminate the need to send so many emails to each other when you have live collaboration around a campaign and an idea. Um, and so we're definitely improving that process. Um, it, it's going to be sort of the next sort of steps to look at, well, how can you better collaborate with the media and then also your clients? Because mm. yeah. a platform that can, you know, especially being, as you say, built on Microsoft, yeah. it has this almost universal uh, uptake yeah. in that it makes it easier. To, you know, I love it when people go, oh, well, uh, it's got an API and you go... Yeah, uh, but will it actually... Yeah, well, it's got an API. Yeah, yeah. okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're moving into... You mentioned before, moving into creative. Yeah, so um, you know, a lot of the work we've done is definitely um, synonymous with how um, you know, workflows um, can be done in a creative agency. You know, it, definitely, there's a lot of differences. Creative agencies aren't obviously buying media. They're, they're making the assets. Um, and... You know, so we're, we're, a lot of the work we've done in building application and the workflow engine and all that sort of thing, where we're going to transition over to a creative agency. You know, it, it's a little bit more competitive in creative agencies because there's a lot of project management tools which are being used, uh, but none are really you know media specific and will always be a, a, vi- a vertical play for mm-hmm. media. Um, so yeah, we should be um, starting the process of um, rolling that out sort of uh, towards the end of the year. Because it's interesting, you know, um, the fact that more so than ever before, media channels and the content that goes in it mm. needs to be integrated. Exactly. You know, and so you know, our, our dream would be to have uh, a platform uh, or two platforms, one on the media side, one on the creative side, and then you know, the, the sharing of the media plan and then a universal library of inventory types and then the way the creative agencies can actually see and be visible because it's the disconnect between, especially when they're from different holding companies. You know, you've got the media agency from one and the creative from the other. You know, the media agency has to do all this work to strip out stuff from the media plan to give it to them mm. because the the rates and the competitive nature of that. Um, and then the 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 real-time collaboration and the, and the desire for it between competing holding companies mm. to work for a client. Uh, and, and we've seen that. It's like the... the days to get turnarounds on things mm. um you know um so because you're sharing the information sharing in a common platform yeah. in a way that you don't have to worry about the yeah exactly sensitivity and it could all be the roles and the permissioning and all that sort of thing can be handled mm. um and so yeah having a living breathing media plan is is um, our big sort of next step, which is going to be shared between creative agency clients and publishers because it's like if you look at the the publishers you know they've got their own way to display their own inventory uh, and we you know we've learned there's been a number of times it's been tried to have one platform to rule them all mm. um, you know our approach is to have instead of having a single platform having a single approach to platforming yeah. so then we can at least go well here is the way to turn your TV spots into something readable for the, um, for, the for the media agency and we have 
like conversions everywhere basically. So then we can, you, whatever you, you can go and build on someone else's technology, but this process you can actually, um, we can then streamline and get, um, you know, a common look at things. Um, so that's going to be, that's sort of our approach. Yeah. Uh, and that seems to be almost, uh, from what I've seen, the Microsoft approach as well. Well, it is. You know, the Microsoft. Um, they've uh, gone. They've gone from the day of wanting to dominate, like the yeah. technology, to now uh, trying to build common uh, approaches, yeah. so that all technology actually That's works right. together. You know, and I, I'm 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 a Microsoft convert. You know, uh, we're, we're certainly drinking the Kool Aid, um, but it, the, there's a thing called the, the common data service, which Microsoft's rolling out, um, where anyone in an Office 365 environment, so everything's going to be interconnected mm -hmm. uh, extremely well. Um, so we're we're taking that same approach. You know, yeah, and it is the the stuff that Microsoft's doing. To, to empower you know every organization and people on the planet to take it from their vision statement um, it, it's it's they're really making success in that regard mm. and, it, and it's really going to help a lot of organizations I think yeah. look I, I see you move into uh, the creative side really important because one of the things we've noticed in doing our work around scope of work looking at an agency's scope of work mm -hmm. we do that for media and, and creative is that what we've seen is massive increases in the scope of work of a creative agency for a client. And it's being driven by social media and digital media mm -hmm. because they are such beasts of media channels that consume huge amounts of content. Mm -hmm. And it's either customized or personalized content. And so what, you know, the traditional consumer packaged goods client for a brand might have outputted or required, you know, 50 to maybe 150 pieces of work a mm -hmm. year for that brand. Those same clients now, we're looking at five to 8,000 pieces of work because of all the Facebook updates yep. and the, you know, uh, uh, Twitter stream and the Instagram stream and then all of the digital uh, display banner ads. Yeah. So just the sheer volume of work that creative agencies are producing, their production methodology is largely linear. And yet there's technology to actually uh, speed that up. Yeah. And, and be allowed data to actually inform the way of putting those elements together. Well, there is a, there's, um, there's a company that we actually work in the same office in Brisbane, so I'll give them a plug called Outfit. Yeah. Um, and um, their brand automation, you know, so you can yeah. you do your you build all your assets in Photoshop, and then you can use Outfit, and it will resize that ad for argument's sake into whatever spec you want, and it'll take into account the size of the copy, the size of the picture, and, and suddenly turning what would have been a whole day's worth of a designer's time to, to change the pixels, and it does it automatically. Mm. You know, and that text there, but it's interesting. It's like well then it comes back to headcount if they're getting paid on an hourly yeah. rate. You know, but, but it's what you said before about you know, the future of could we have an AI running a media yeah. agency? Could we have an AI perhaps running a creative production hub? Mm. Now, what does that mean? It means that the really talented, creative, strategic people won't be employed to do the manual labor. That's right. They'll be able to be employed to do what you said you never had time for, yeah. which is the really interesting strategic and creative stuff. That's right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like then you get your, st I totally agree with you, but it's, uh, you get your start somewhere and so then, then it's suddenly going to be, well, the, the experts are going to stay the experts and no one's ever going to be able to get up to their level. Um, but that then comes into the question of, uh, you know, what automation is doing in society. 
uh, it's a big, bigger, broader discussion, I think. Than, than we can have here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tristan, yeah. thanks for coming in and, uh, and yeah. having a chat. Thank you so much for the time. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your take on transparency? Do you think some agencies are more transparent with their clients than others? Thank you.